1: Hello everyone, this is Rob Golfie with REMAX, the golfy team.
2: Welcome to the golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton edition with host Rick Zamprin. Yes, good morning and happy new year to one and all, and we have a jam-packed show for you today. We're going to talk about a lot of interesting stuff in relation to housing and real estate, maybe some predictions and some reflections as well. What remains the same is that the Golfie team is the number one REMAX team in Canada, and Selling homes for top dollar 905 575 7700 is the phone number to call to get the golfy team on your team online at robgolfi.com. That's Rob, g-o-l-f-i.com and check them out on Instagram, Facebook, Threads X, and TikTok as well. If you have a topic idea or a question, as always, the email is open. Questions at robguliecom again that's questions at com. we'll begin with uh, some holiday talk how were your holidays Rob you know what this was the first holiday in my entire
1: life my since the day I was born mm-hmm. that we didn't have uh, uh, like Christmas dinner on Christmas Day just uh, my uh, my wife started getting sick uh, Christmas Eve, the night of Christmas Eve. Wow. And uh, so so she was not feeling good and, and it looked like there was a flu bug going around. And uh, I uh, so Christmas Day, she wasn't doing good, So we, were, we didn't want to spread it to the rest of the family or anything. So so we said, we'll we'll probably do it uh, through the holidays. And then uh, uh, so anyway, so she was sick all day. So, you know, I'm you know, nothing's going on. I'm staying home. So I get up and uh, I go to the office. Christmas Day, I'm the only guy working on Christmas Day, probably, <laughs> so I'm at the office, and I figure this is a good time for me to clean my desk. My desk is like it it, it but it gets it gets busy. My desk gets really busy right. uh in, in one week, it's full, so I go to the office and I clean out garbage, stuff I don't you know haven't looked at in years and stuff, and I said, you know this stuff has to go recycled and everything else like that so i'm I'm doing all that, spending a lot of time here at the office, getting the, everything done. So I go home after, and then, and then all of a sudden, around eight o'clock at night, nine o'clock, I'm starting to feel sick. I started, oh, what no. the heck? So I get sick. <laughs> so I'm sick now, and uh, so uh, Boxing Day, I'm in bed all day. Oh, geez. and uh, and I and I just uh, so I just uh, you know nothing happened. So then, the, then the 27th, I felt a little better and uh we're still trying to figure out what the kids everybody coming over for dinner we have this turkey we, we bought a turkey and we had to cook it like we cooked it on boxing day but nobody there to eat it except uh me i had a little bit on on uh no i didn't eat anything until two days after my uh because i was sick uh and we, we had to cook this turkey to don't want this turkey to go rotten right mm-hmm. you spent all this money so um, but yeah, and uh, I, I'm, I'm back here at the office a little bit on the 27th, still feeling a little groggy and then go home and then on the 28th, I'm back in action. But the flu bug, I, I think it was like a 24 hour flu bug. It went right through everybody. Wow. Like, like some of the kids, some of my kids had it before, uh, my wife and I got it. But, but everybody, like everybody you talked to either had it or, or got it. Ah, uh, got it, and uh, or uh, they know somebody that did get it. Like, they, what? There was a a rapid flu bug going right through mm-hmm. every everywhere uh, during the holidays. I'm not sure if you experienced anybody being sick at all through the holidays.
2: Well, yeah, very similar story. Actually, it wasn't the flu; it was COVID. So, a member of my family, uh, we were supposed to attend a Christmas um, dinner. It was it was being held on Boxing Day, but Christmas dinner at their house on Boxing Day, and uh, they texted me the the on Christmas Day to say. No, you're not coming tomorrow because, you know, we we now have COVID. And it was like, oh, my gosh, you know, it's, it's still, you know, it's still a thing. And certainly you don't want to get it and then give it to other people. But uh, there was also a coworker who also got COVID over the holidays. And it was just, you know, these gatherings when you get together, you just catch something because there's so many people out and about doing shopping, whether it's the grocery store or the shopping mall that, hey, the flu is real, COVID is still here. And, uh, yeah, sometimes it uh, it body checks our best made plans.
1: Oh, no kidding. No kidding. So that was the first time in, uh, in my entire life, yeah. not just adult life, but <laughs> child, baby to toddler to child, uh, right to adult life that I never, never got to, uh, uh, have a Christmas dinner that day. So, yeah. but I mean, there's always a first for everything.
2: So did you finish off the but, turkey? Uh, I think most people want to know that. No, we didn't because we wow. didn't have the Christmas dinner.
1: We were, we were, we were going to have it on uh, new year's uh, day. We had some of the kids, some of the kids, Uh, couldn't make it because uh, they were sick still. So like it it just our whole family. So we just uh, will eventually uh, we'll eventually have a get together sometime in the next uh, hopefully two, three weeks and uh, just, you know, just have a regular get together, <laughs> maybe order takeout, yes. order takeout, let's not order a big turkey.
2: Yeah, there you go. So. There you go. Let's uh, let's do some reflecting on 2023. We have a number of uh, stats to rifle through in terms of what happened in Hamilton and the surrounding area, Burlington, Niagara. We'll get into uh, some statistics in uh, Brantford as well. 2023 was certainly a pretty wild year. Maybe we'll start with Hamilton and surrounding area back in January. So a year ago, the average price of a home in the city was seven hundred twenty thousand dollars. And it went up to a high of seven seventy in both June and July, but then started to come back down and ultimately fell to seven zero five last month. So basically, year over year, it's it went up a bunch, but came back down to seven oh five. So, Down $15,000 from January to December. And in terms of sales numbers or the amount of homes sold, the spike again happened in May 781 homes sold, just 305 last month. Your sense when it comes to just Hamilton, your sense of what happened in 2023?
1: Yeah. So, you know, and and that's, and I think we're going to have a similar market in 2024 where. Um, you know, like I, I think we hit bottom again, and we hit bottom last year, and and the market's just floating around a certain price point, like it's. So I mean, it doesn't matter what price you're buying. Like there's a difference of, uh, in some cases, of sixty thousand dollars from from the high to the low throughout last year, but I do feel that we've hit the bottom and there might be, you know, the month of January still, it's hard to tell, but things are going to pick up and they're going to start climbing back up again. And it's just going to float around the same, the same number. Um, And, you know, I mean, we've had record uh, numbers of uh, lowest sales ever in unit numbers also uh, in, 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 Forever, like basically, even for the whole year. But yeah, I, I do feel it's just going to float around uh, around within uh, I, I'd say twenty to fifty thousand uh, dollars the number, and I do feel that towards the end of the year you'll still you'll see a, a climb, maybe maybe three percent, four percent, maybe even up to five. It depends uh, once they start uh, doing some adjustments on the um, interest rates. Now I know people can't stay forever not waiting on the fence, looking to buy a house. Eventually, they're going to jump into the market. Is is that going to happen in the first quarter or first half of the year, or are they going to wait uh, or they're going to still wait to the second half? And if they do wait to the second half, they're going to pay probably a premium uh, for the house um, that uh, if they wait that long.
2: In Burlington, also very interesting, yet uh, a little more volatility in terms of the price, at least. We started January 2023 with an average price of $760,000, which seemed and was a bargain basement price because just a few months later in July, $1.1 million was the top level that uh, the average price of a home in Burlington was selling for, a difference of $340,000 in as little as what, seven months. And yeah. uh, it's now at $938,500,000 uh, um, or $938,500,000. And uh, in terms of number of homes, 319, that was the spike in May, just 101 in December what happened in Burlington Burlington and this is benchmark price this is basically it,
1: it eliminated any of these you know five ten million dollar homes mm. it, like it's basically these are true numbers of what, ha- what happened in Burlington this past in the past 12 months um, Burlington is one of those funny markets where people look they can't afford it uh, and then they walk away or and then people that need to sell then they end up selling and they end up selling for less and we had a similar one that we sold in December and that house should have sold for one million one hundred and fifty thousand, no problem. They ended up getting nine hundred and fifty thousand for it. Now that person that takes possession in January on that home in Burlington, they probably, if they hang on to it, they probably can sell that in three four months for probably one hundred fifty thousand dollars more. And it's just it's just funny the way the market goes, and uh, and Burlington's like that. Burlington is a good recovery type of. City to buy real estate. It will recover fast. And once the market starts hitting back and the interest rates are low, I'll tell you, it's going to be an expensive city to own, uh, to buy real estate. And it's going to be hard for anybody to get in there. So right now is a good time to get in there, but it will pick up just like it did last year. Uh, April, May. So just uh, just uh, get get in there now before it gets to, uh, gets too high.
2: Last year in Niagara, it was, uh, a, I guess, a really back to basics kind of year for uh, those in Niagara who were buying and selling homes. Started the year January 2023 with an average price of five hundred eighty six thousand five hundred dollars spiked in April once again, six sixty five and then slowly started to tumble uh, pretty much each and every month all the way down to five hundred eighty thousand dollars last month and in terms of sales the high point was again april 757 the low point uh, of course in december 279 is 580 the new norm in niagara i'd say so that's kind
1: of the benchmark price and uh i mean you can get stuff under 500 but i mean it's in rough shape and it's not in the best areas of of, of the different areas like st catharines niagara falls and welland uh, but there are good deals out there. You're going to see uh, Niagara start picking up towards the mid mid year 2024. Um, but it, it kind of it, it it did hold off a little bit. Like there's a difference from the high point to the low point. What sixty thousand dollars, seventy to eighty thousand dollars. But it, it it will climb because then you're going to start seeing these Torontoian people coming uh, towards Niagara again and saying, Hey, let's uh, let's start looking uh, and, and, and buying, but, uh, but yeah, no, I think, uh, 580 is, uh, is, is probably the, a good benchmark price and it will climb up over six, just like it did, uh, 2023.
2: Just got a minute to talk about Branford, which spiked in May, both with sales, 179 and price $685,000 call called 686. That was up from 637 in January, but it fell to a low point in November of 580,000 before rebounding to 612 five in december branford is it underpriced overpriced accurately priced i think it's a little overpriced i think it's uh there's a little bit optimistic there
1: wasn't that many sales um i don't know uh, you know what they don't carry as many listings as other areas do so it's hard to gauge but it still may drop and then climb back up again but it's it's a solid area the one thing uh is that out-of-town people moving to branford that 403 is a is a tough tough highway to drive Mm. and uh, so a lot of you know there's a little bit of a turnover people get fed up of that drive unless they're working out of their house
2: we got a few more interesting stats to get to as well as we'll talk about mortgage rates and how this might be a big big item in terms of buying and selling homes in 2024 you're
0: listening to the golfy real estate show hamilton edition on 900 chml
2: Welcome back. This is the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with you. And so, too, is Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Skartman Realty, the Golfie Team. Catch them online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. And if you want to sell your house or you're in the market to buy a home, call the number one REMAX team in Canada. That is the Golfie Team. The phone number is 905-575-7700, 905 575 7700. And if you're kind of wondering, maybe you maybe have some spare time during this weekend and you're thinking about how much could my home be worth? Well, go online to golfyhomevalue.com and get an instant home estimate. Again, that's golfyhomevalue.com. Uh, we spent our first segment talking about a lot of the statistics from the past year in Hamilton, Burlington, Niagara, and Brantford. Over the last nine years, there are some really interesting numbers, and we'll start with Hamilton and surrounding area. And this is is in terms of sales numbers, because we all know 2021, and and certainly 2020, were very busy. Post-pandemic, people were buying homes and selling homes like they were, I don't know, chocolate bar, like they were lemonade stands almost. 2020, 9,192 homes sold in Hamilton. Even better in 2021, 10,179, although in the last two years, and interest rates and mortgage rates are to blame for this for sure, just shy of 7,000 homes were sold in 2022. And last year, 6,139. And compared to the last nine years, those are the two lowest numbers we've seen in a decade. Uh, Your thoughts on what we're seeing over the last couple of years, Rob?
1: Yeah. Like our, our sales are way down, like, like 40% down. And it's just, it, it it's just the interest rate, uh, jump. Um, and people are sitting and waiting around, but yeah, it's been, tw- it's probably close to 20 years before, um, uh, like we hit these, these kind of numbers. Like, I mean, like, so we've gone through two decades, um, basically climbing and, and had had higher than 6,000, uh, sales, especially in the Hamilton surrounding areas. So, we're down 40%, uh, if you look at it, from 2021. And, uh, I mean, that's a, an anomaly year. And I, I always look at that year as a benchmark year for me to for sales. And that was, uh, like, everybody had record sales. Everybody, record, not only was realtors, it was record sales, but for record sales numbers and, and, and selling price was, was a record. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody, those are those like the Roaring Twenties. Remember you see pictures, and, yeah, yeah. you know, they talk about the Roaring Twenties. That was our Roaring Twenties was 2020, uh, 2021 and partially in 2022. But, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's crazy to see like how far the numbers have come down and uh yeah
2: same kind That's of situation crazy. in Burlington not not the the big numbers that Hamilton saw certainly but Burlington over the last couple of years 2500 homes 2326 last year certainly different than what we saw in in 2020 and 2021, in which it was well over 3,000. But there is a number in the Burlington last nine year statistical chart that I'm looking at, thinking what in the world happened? I'm not sure if it's a typo or not, but 2015, 5,245 homes were sold in 2015. Do you remember what was going on in 2015 in Burlington?
1: The market was good. And I remember uh, we were holding offers, especially in the first uh, and 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 there was multiple offers happening in the first, I, I'd say three four months out of the first quarter. I I, I, I do recall it. I remember, and, and then it, and it slowed down in June of 2015. And we were we kept holding offers, and and things were moving along. And the market was just keep going strong and strong, uh, in in during that time. And it's just, it was just people were leaving, uh, the GTA and coming Burlington was still affordable still, you know, they thought that was a great deal and it's part of the GTHA, and, uh, you know, they didn't have to go over the Skyway bridge or anything like that. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, there was a mass exodus and that, and that was a start, most of, not the start, but it was, it was a big jump of, of people leaving uh, the GTA, uh, going into Burlington and, and making its way down the Queen the Queen Elizabeth way.
2: The average price in Niagara Falls in 2016 was just shy of $296,000. And in 2016, in terms of sales, 9,100 homes were sold in 2016. People in Niagara were selling homes like hotcakes, but little did they know in 2021, they would even top that number, 10,131 homes sold in Niagara. And over the last couple of years, 6,500 homes in 2022, just shy of 6,100 homes last year. That 10,000 looks like, well, you talked about the Roaring Twenties. That kind of fits the bill there. Oh, absolutely. I, like 2021 was fantastic
1: for everybody in North America. Like it was just insane. Um, and uh, and if, if you didn't uh, save money you didn't prepare yourself for, uh, you know, that there was going to be a slowdown, then you're in trouble but a lot that's when everybody started buying the cars the houses the, the boats the cottages everybody was spending money everybody was making money uh and uh then it finally the door shut down on
2: everybody and that's uh that's how it's uh, now now we're facing the we're facing the reality of what's happening now mm-hmm. it's remarkable to look you know over the last 10 years in hamilton proper though so hamilton center east west mountain Last year, the average price was $660,000, which is a, you know, a great number for many people. In 2014, 10 years ago, $260,000, gone up four hundred grand in 10 years.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you know what? And like I said, how house prices double. Now, if you look at this chart, Rick, now it's showing that um, the recovery, people that bought in 2021, which was, was a, a fantastic year, Right. Yep. So they bought in 2021. Now that was a high number. Everybody paid big bucks for it. Now in 2022, um, it, it jumped, but then it also, it also it, uh, came down, but we're back to 2021 numbers, which was not a bad year. Now the only reason 2022 numbers, the, uh, the benchmark price is high is because of the first half of the year just kept that number high the second half it really uh climbed down but because of the first half was still strong it uh it it kept the number up but if you look our we've already matched like if you look all the way down the numbers out you know from the niagara the hamilton the halton and uh and brantford the the 2021 numbers in most cases are almost matching the 2023 numbers Mm -hmm. so um, you know, 2022, you know, uh, I don't know, like, but I, I do feel that you, uh, anybody that bought in 2021, if they hang on to their house, and I'd say in, in less than 10 years, I'd say maybe within five to seven years, you will be very happy and you'll say, thank, thank God I did buy a house, uh, during that time. And, and the people that sold in 2021 or in the first quarter of 2022 and they went and rented or went to an old, uh, retirement home or, or whatever, they did fantastic. Um, but if you have to sell, that's what's going to hurt you uh, mostly. Because yeah. if you're selling for the same price that you buy, it's going to the cost to sell and, and all the fees and everything is very, very expensive, and you'll lose money on that.
2: It's almost as if you know you could look at this chart of uh, you know the, the benchmark sale price over the last ten years. If you took out 2022, it would kind of make a lot of sense, right? Because it, it's going up and up and up, and you hit 2021. And if you just vanished the the column of 2022 and went to 2023, you'd think, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's just um, but you'll you'll
1: find you'll find after this year, you're going to find that uh, we may even get close to I doubt it, but uh, uh, close to 2022 numbers and then so so we matched 2021 numbers in 2023 <laughs> now in 2024 we'll probably match the 2022 numbers and then it's just going to continue going up from there it, it's hard to tell but but uh but but we've had that adjustment now people think that oh um that the market's going to come down it, it it has come down already it is it's just floating it's it's sitting and floating along and it's just trying to you know you know come along and go along slowly but but it has come down. This is it. Like it, it, I don't expect it to, to drop. Like people are think, Oh, there's going to be another 20% drop. That's not happening. This is it. This is the numbers. Um, you, if you, move in and buy something now, you'll be happy. And two to five years from now, you'll be like, wow,
2: you know, that I, we did well on on, uh, on our purchase on, on buying mm-hmm. real estate. Just before the end of uh, the holiday season, I had an opportunity to chat with uh, Christopher Alexander, the president of uh, REMAX Canada. And we were just, uh, you know, reflecting on 2023. And I asked him for some predictions of 2024. And one of the things he did say was, listen, mortgage rates are probably going to drop because interest rates are likely going to drop sometime and maybe a couple of times in 2024. But it doesn't necessarily mean that the price of homes are going to drop because if interest rates and mortgage rates go down, there's going to be a lot more people who say, oh, I can afford to get into the housing market or buy that house that I really wanted. And that might force prices to go higher. It will, and there's a lot of
1: people sitting on sitting on the fence waiting to jump in. And what's going to happen is you're going to see a, a, an influx of people uh, looking at the market and they're seeing the mortgage rates are coming down, and they say, okay, now I'm going to go in. Yeah. But guess what? That one person, there's there's thousands of others doing the same thing and thinking the same thing, and that's what's going to drive the market up. So get in before that happens.
2: So if prices do go up because interest rates and mortgage rates are going down, are you expecting, at least from a sales perspective, um, a, a little bit of a lull at some point in
1: 2024? Uh, I, I not. I, I'd say it'd be the same same thing as we had in 2023. I, th- I think we're we're starting at a new uh, factor of sales, and I think it'll it will pick up in uh, the end of the year, but. I don't think we're going to see 10,000 for a while. Like 10,000 sales like in in the in the Hamilton uh and surrounding area. Um I think it's uh, it's just going to it's going to build up from there. It is it, 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 like it's like we 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 landed, now it's time to now it's moving up, you know. And 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 we'll move up for the, for the next 5 years and then and then there'll be an adjustment every so often. And it's and that's just the way the market happens. And the only time I'll tell you I was just looking at that chart. Remember that chart I I sent you uh a year ago about the last 70 years of real estate in the in the hamilton burlington area the only decade the only decade that house prices didn't go up was the 90s now um they learned a lot about that but even during the like 1980 uh sale prices uh unit numbers were still strong but the uh but the average sale price stayed strong also it didn't it didn't move up as much but uh, but it did go up within 10 years. But the only decade house prices didn't go up was the 90s. And, but the difference between now and then the, the 90s, which I don't think will happen again, is they didn't have as much immigration happening then. They were just learning interest rates were about 13% back then. Um, but I do feel that um, – and, 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 and they were stagnant for the whole decade. We won't have that stagnation. I think our stagnation is was part of 2023 – and it's going to be prior to 2024, but then it's going to start climbing again. But um, but the unit numbers will definitely uh, uh, climb slowly but surely.
2: And is uh, in regards to your thinking about in terms of at least prices, because we have seen over the last number of months, because interest rates have gone up, developers have pressed pause on their developments. They're not building as many new homes as originally forecast. And so that is, you know, a, a little bit of a drag in terms of the, the inventory that's out there. And that's going to force people to, at least from a buyer's perspective, look at what is already available. And if they want to jump in, they'll have to jump in at that price point.
1: A- absolutely. Uh, developers right now, they're sitting because they're not getting as many sales. They're building very little uh, compared to what they're used to. Um, they will have, like, the government needs them to build. But... but If if they don't have the financing to build, like if they're not getting sales, they're not going to build and they don't want to take the risk. So we're kind of in a stagnation. We need to build houses. That's why they need to bring interest rates down. But what that's going to cause is house prices going up. And so it's a no-win situation for the consumer because – uh well they win they win if they have a current mortgage and the renewals are coming up they get a lower mortgage rate and if you're buying a house but you're gonna pay a higher price for the house if you're buying if the interest rates are down so it's it's a tough situation Absolutely. um but we need to, we need to build houses we got too much immigration happening and we're and we're not we're not keeping up with the demand and uh and, it, and it's just gonna and, and like i said 2026 2027 you're gonna see another boom
2: So get in before then. (laughs) And you gotta call the Rob Golfi team at 905 575 7700 online at RobGolfi.com. That's Rob G-O-L-F-I.com to get in before the next tsunami of uh, price increases and uh, and lack of inventory, that's for sure. Uh, let's jump to exclusive real estate listings. And there's some new rules from the Canadian Real Estate Association. I've got a couple of minutes to to chew on this, and it's basically it's it's implemented new cooperation policy. came into effect uh, earlier this week. And it basically mandates real estate agents to add exclusive listings to MLS within three days of doing any kind of marketing. Uh, and that includes anything on Instagram or you know the coming soon signs that you might mm-hmm. see. So what is the difference going to be, Rob, with this new exclusive real estate listing policy?
1: So there's a lot of realtors, uh, they're happy for this, and, and a lot of realtors aren't happy. To me, I'm fine with it, not not having the exclusive for more than three days. I think it's a good thing for the consumer. And and I truly believe that if an agent comes to you and says, hey, I'm going to put your list in exclusive, we're going to try to sell this ourselves, you are not doing any benefit to the consumer because... The majority of the population doesn't even know your house is for sale. Even doesn't matter, you know, if the agent's trying to say, hey, listen, we're going to put it on social media and everything. Again, people look online. They go there. There's about two or three websites. They go to uh, uh, realtor.ca. They go to house sigma or whatever, and they go to uh, Point Two homes, and they're looking for homes there. And that's where all the homes are. But they draw their information from realtor.ca. So basically, if you're not on realtor.ca, the public doesn't know that your house is for sale. Now, if you have an agent and he's trying to sell the house himself, and you may not get the price that you want. You should have thought maybe more for it because he did not get that exposed to the general public. And he's trying to sell it himself, and he's only looking after himself. He's not looking after the the seller. I believe – I truly believe in this. I think it's a good thing. Some agents may argue against me on this, but – this is a good thing for the consumer, and that's why they implemented this. You can't go more than three days uh, exclusive. Uh, if you've got a for sale sign on the front line, you better have that thing on Realtor.ca Otherwise, you're going to get fined, and I, I I I like it. I I do like it, and it's and it's good. It's good for the consumer.
2: I got another question on this, but we'll save it for after the break. Don't forget, you can listen to our show online through Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. Just search for the Golfy Real Estate Show in your favorite podcast platform. Smash that follow button, and you will never miss an episode. You're listening to the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition, on 900 CHML.
0: You're listening to a paid commercial program, unless otherwise identified the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser the opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 chml
2: welcome back rick samprin with rob golfy it's the golfy real estate show hamilton edition on 900 chml rob is a sales representative with remax escarpman realty the golfy team the number one remax team in canada Call them today if you want to sell your house or you're in the market to buy a home, 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Find them online at robgolfi.com. That's robgolfi.com. And you can also check them out on TikTok and Instagram, Threads, Facebook, and X as well. Uh, one more question about the um, exclusive listing policy. So basically how it's going to work, and it started back on January 3rd, is that if a realtor has a a, a coming soon or a, an exclusive listing idea, after three days of making it public on places like Instagram, um, they have to put it on MLS. And, and, and you were saying, you know, there's some real estate agents out there, they want to sell it within that kind of three-day window or as quickly as possible to make... To make um, you know a, a, as much, money so they can as they make can. double the money. Yeah, yeah, they, it, want it,
1: they, they want it. They want to. They call it double ending. They want to make the the the, the buying and the selling side, and, and it, they're just looking after. To me, you know what you got to get it exposed, and you, and and that's why they're doing the three days. They say, okay, you know, mm-hmm. they know you have to prep it, get it going. Mm-hmm. We don't want that thing sitting with nobody knowing about it for sale.
2: From the seller's standpoint, though, I mean, don't they want as many eyeballs on their property as possible? absolutely absolutely especially during the markets when there's multiple offers
1: can you imagine you have a realtor coming to your house and he says hey i'm gonna put this we're gonna put this exclusive for three weeks and and then i'm gonna do the open houses and everything so really in his mind he wants to sell it himself Mm -hmm. and then he gets an offer he might get an offer from another agent which is fine but there's Thousands of other agents. There's over 100,000 agents in Ontario, but those 999 thousand people don't know that that house is for sale, <laughs> and that one agent is the lucky guy. He's the lottery guy that want, saw it, maybe up at the drive-by, it or somebody drove by it and told him it's for sale. He comes in with an offer and negotiates a deal. So let's say they're asking 500,000 for it, he negotiates 495. That house probably in a great market probably would have sold for five fifty maybe five seventy five, but so that realtor hurt that client by not getting it exposed to the open market to everybody, and uh, you know, and I get it like like. You have commercial properties. There's pocket listings, but there's commercial guys. They're all in touch with each other. They there there's a a network themselves. Builders, they, you know, they don't put them on there. The condo developers don't put them on there. But that's just the way that is is run. But when you have a resale house, get make sure it's on Realtor.ca. Make sure it's on the Open MLS. And and the marketing does help. There's people looking. A lot of times, people buy houses. We had one in Stony Creek. Uh, we advertised it. Uh, we, di- we do our social media advertising. A lady from Mississauga came in and, and looked at this house. It was on the waterfront and she did not was not looking for a house. She wasn't planning on moving. She loved the house when she saw it on social media. She went and saw it. She bought it. Hmm. So that's where the social media helps. Now, but we still had it on the open market with everybody uh, looking at it. So the combination of, of set, getting it out there in the social media and getting it advertised out there may bring that buyer that wasn't thinking of buying, but the people that are looking can also see it too.
2: Really wild story out of Burlington, where a lawyer in that city has been suspended uh, indefinitely after allegedly taking advantage of a neighbor with dementia, buying her home, and then allegedly trying to destroy evidence that she had done so. And this is uh, it's it's a very sobering story. It's a very scary story. And I'm not sure who in the right mind would do this, but she's accused of buying this home from an elderly woman, again, with dementia just across the street for under fair market value. And when I say under, at least $300,000 less than the fair market price. And what what is even, if that's not bad enough, what's even worse is that during... Uh, This person's official interview, as the the Law Society was investigating this, is that this uh, lady deleted emails confirming that she knew that the victim, in this case, had dementia. Actually, during the interview, she said, you know what, can I get a—it was on Zoom, can I get a glass of water? She she went away, she allegedly deleted the email um, in terms of her knowing the diagnosis— The problem was she didn't delete it from her deleted items folder, and that's how that was Mm -hmm. caught up. But this is really scary, taking advantage of people who, in this case, had dementia. I mean, really sad.
1: It it is. It is. And a similar story happened years ago in Cambridge. A guy, hit a a, a realtor did the same thing. And hit the front page of the newspaper and it kind of uh, almost destroyed his business wow. and he had the uh, he put the house under the, uh no uh, he actually put the purchase agreement under his parents name and uh, and that was a bad situation and I'll, I'll, and I'll give you here like realtors you have to disclose one that you're you're a real realtor when you're buying a property now it's it's not good for a realtor to buy a property unless you have a lot of unbiased opinions. So I just bought one. I close on it uh, next week. I had, it was a, a commercial building. I went, knocked on the door and, and asked the, the guy if he was interested in selling. And then we ended up working out a deal. I went and got an appraisal done before we even talked about price. Hmm. I got an appraisal done. I gave him the appraisal. He looked at it and everything. He had a number in mind. I had a number in mind. And uh, I ended up paying probably one hundred and seventy five. dollars more than the appraisal amount. I, I wanted the building, I wanted the building real bad. And I knew because I was gonna hang on to the building for time, I know the time would, I'd make up any difference if right. I'm behind. So because I got an appraisal done, and it was an unbiased opinion,
2: there you go. I uh, uh, No no quorums, no no problems, nothing like that happened. It's a win-win situation. Coming up next in our final segment, what is a flex home? Well, it could come to a neighborhood near you sometime soon. That's next on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton
0: Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 chml and one more go
2: round here on the golfy real estate show hamilton edition on 900 chml rick samprin with rob golfy sales representative remax Scarpman realty the golfy team call them today at 905-575-7700 if you want to sell your house or you're in the market to buy a house, you got to call the number one REMAX team in Canada, the Golfie team. That number again, 905 575 7700. The website is robgolfie.com. That's robgolfie.com. What is a flex home? Well, there is a developer in, I believe it's in the Oakville, Etobicoke area, that has designed a flexible home, for lack of a better term. It can be a large home or it could be transferred into a duplex or even a triplex or a fourplex it could be multi-generational a co-living situation a rental property that generates income and uh, the first of its kind is uh, now standing and, and is being inhabited uh in uh, the oakville and, and and gta area rob what do you think about this
1: I, I think that's the direction it's going. I think there's opportunity out there, and people need people need the the extra income when they're building these houses. Obviously, the house is going to be more expensive to build because it's more square footage. But I, I think that's the way it's going. We're going back to basics. When uh, when they built all these homes, let's say downtown Hamilton, now notice in the, in these areas of downtown central, especially central Hamilton, uh, all these big two and a half story homes were converted into three. Three apartments, four apartments. Hmm. So we're we're in that shift again. We're like, you know what I mean? Like we need more housing, and here we go again. But the opportunity is good for somebody that wants it as investment or a multi generational home. I think. It, it it's good i think the parking situation is going to be an issue yeah. no matter where you go it, there, there's a parking situation you know it's tough everybody's racing home tr- you know not to get home because they want to get home they're racing home to get that parking spot on the street that <laughs> that that somebody else may get there so it's like it's like a you know crazy craziness and i remember i lived i lived uh, just off the of lock street on chatham and I, i'm telling you like coming home from work uh years ago before i was a realtor it was tough i was like i was racing to get that parking spot uh, somewhere either in front of my house or close to close to my house so i didn't have to walk around the block to you know to get a parking spot <laughs> a lot of the cars you see on these side streets I mean you don't, you don't, you look at a car and say hey this
2: car belongs on this on the house uh, around the block like it's 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 going to be the
1: parking is going to be an issue if it's if you're only allowed two or three parking spots in each driveway. Yeah.
2: The creator of this it's called Flexplex and the the first one is in Tobico. But here's uh, some interesting stats. So this uh, this unit is about 3,600 square feet in total. And what they've done is they've converted it into a duplex two 1,800 square foot units. But again, it it can be sliced into four different pies to have four different kind of 900 square foot units, if you will. And apparently they can do so with a simple renovation. There's infrastructure already built within the walls and the floors to make this happen. It can accommodate four kitchens and eight bathrooms. It sounds really versatile. From a zoning perspective, do you think there's going to be some big issues here i don't think so because they need they need homes they need uh people places for people to uh stay
1: that's why they're doing this this has become very popular just like the that um that guy that does the radio show prior to us as uh, uh what was it duplexes he does uh, uh oh you're talking about the building hamilton
2: like- show yeah legal yeah
1: Legal, legal com, Yeah. Like, like, I mean, that that's where we're going. And, and now it's very rare to see a house for rent that you actually get the basement and the main, the main floor or
2: whatever, the whole house. Mm-hmm. There, there's always a, a, a partial house that you're renting now. Never. It's never the whole house in most cases. How about this from a price point too? Again, this is Etobicoke. So we're talking Toronto, right? It's um, $400 per square foot. So this was a 3,800 square foot version of the house. And the price tag was 1.5 million dollars. It kind of sounds underpriced. Well, that's 1.5 million. That's without the lot. That's just the bill. That's true. So yeah, that's true. So
1: let, let's say let, the let, let's say the property is a million dollars. So you got maybe two and a half million yeah. into it, maybe three. Yeah. So it, uh, it's uh, I I I I I think it's great. I think it's uh, it's great for for investors. I think it's great for, uh, you know, um, home buyers, maybe, you know, a family, you know, they got the kids and and the parents and then and they still got two other units in there if they want to make it into a fourplex. I think it's I think it's great for people to get into the real estate market because they got additional income to help pay for that mortgage.
2: Lastly and we've got a couple of minutes just to talk about some uh, costly home renos that you might not want to put on your list for 2024 one of them which caught my eye was an in-ground swimming pool I guess a lot of people in this article are not a big fan of doing that this year would you agree?
1: yeah it, 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 it's like it, you could put it you know fifty to a hundred thousand dollars in a pool um, I mean you it's more for enjoyment not for uh, you know profit profitability. Um, in the long run, it's okay because, you know, uh, time will catch up to the equity
2: of the house, but in-ground pool is not something you would use to, you know, as an investment. Uh, other items on this uh, no-no list when it, terms, when it comes to costly home renos to skip in 2024, the breakfast nook. I guess there's not a big not a big list of uh, fans about that's the breakfast nook. Uh, additional that's a squ- 70s thing. <laughs> <laughs> additional square footage, so adding on to the home. And here's an interesting one, the garage bay Addition, So transferring your garage into a livable space, which I've seen a lot of people do.
1: Yeah, they do that. And so a lot of people, when they drive by, they see a garage door. But once you get in the
2: house, they turned it into a living room. Mm-hmm. It kind of hurts it a little bit. So you have to be very careful when you're doing that kind of stuff. Also on this list, built-in entertainment systems, which screams, I guess, the 90s. Oh, well, the built-in systems. And also sometimes you can put a
1: lot of money on these uh, uh, systems. Um, like uh, entertainment systems that can cost, you know, tens of thousands of dollars and people expect the return. Mm-hmm. I remember selling a guy's house and, you know, he had like like $30,000 in there and he was able to take some stuff, but I said, you're not going to get all your money back on oh. this. So don't, you know, like you can't expect the, the you know, appreciation of the house because of a, entertainment system.
2: If you want to sell your house, entertainment built-ins and all, give the Golfie team a call, 905-575-7700, online at robgolfie.com. That's rob i.com. Rob, great job once again, and thank you for listening to the Golfie Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition. We're back next Saturday at 9 on 900 CHML.
0: The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.